0: Okay, so let's we'll stop. 5, 4, way, 2, 1. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting on Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hopefully everything is going well. If you get a chance... I've come on out a couple episodes this past year, uh, one of them being the Mega Man's podcast and the Ranting with Ramos podcast. So definitely check those out. Had a great conversation. Those guys were great, great hosts. And I mean, I, I love doing them. So check them out whenever you can and give them a follow. So in this week's episode, I want to talk about father's absence and how it affects the kids. So what does that do to a kid not having a father in his life? This is close to me because of reasons of, well, my father not being entirely in the picture, but a father's absence is detrimental to a kid's life, boys and girls. At first, I thought it was just for us boys who, you know, who need that, you know, male figure in their eyes for advice and everything and so on, but doing more research and looking at things more, it affects girls just as much as, you know, as I thought the boys would. And I wanted to talk about this right now because, well, mom was absent and now I'm in that role. Am i Am not willing to repeat that absence part? Especially being a dad now, I try to wrap my head around the act of a father leaving his kids, I'm trying to put my place in their shoes. And I think, would I be willing to leave my kids? How unfair is it? No matter what the situation is, let's say me and my wife break up or something big, I just couldn't do it. And honestly, does take a certain kind of person to do that. Thinking back, I have seen three types of dad's absence. And just to be real, There's a dad who has another family, one who just bails right before the kid is born, and one who works too much even to be there for the kids, even though they are providing everything they need for the family. The last one is too common and a bit understandable, but I know how others feel a little bit left out during the situation. They feel out with their having time with their dad and they want to do things with their dad, but I mean, the fathers have to miss out due to being at work. Is it a fault on them? I mean no, dad's trying to work and provide and everything, you know, honest living and everything like that. But there's still some some of the kids who feel like they needed their father more. But regardless, when a father is absent, it leaves its mark. It leads to struggling with their emotions, self-loathing, and it even builds up to all the way when we we're adults. The fatherless children have more difficulties with social adjustment and are more likely to report problems with friendships and manifest behavior problems. Many would admit that they have struggled with feelings of, you know, feelings of abandonment, low self esteem, due to the lack of father's love in their lives. Although it's not an isolated factor, it's still tough and it takes a little toll, adding to whatever the kid is already feeling. And here are just a few stats that are scary and kind of an eye opener 71% of high school dropouts are fatherless. 85% of youth in prison had an absent father. 90% of runaway children have an absent father. Now, could all these dads be directly linked to not having a dad? Could be. But what is a little scary to me is that my family checks off on all those criteria. Ten aunts and uncles, including my mom, they always had a father for every two to three kids. There was a constant revolving door with the kids being confused, acting up, and of course, you know, out of anger. My two oldest aunts had one dad, Then when that dad left, there was another stepfather who came in, they beefed it with them, and then their cycle kept repeating, going on and on and on, until the last kid had only one father, all the way to the last kid, and she was the only kid under one father. Usually, the rate of dads was like two kids for every father, so yeah, you could do the math, it's a little bit uh, bit much. With learning all this, I'm getting a better perspective on how my family is and was. But what else causes of absent of fathers? And there could be a whole bunch of circumstances. Right now, California has one hundred twenty-two thousand four hundred twenty-one prisoners right now. Ninety-one thousand five hundred twenty-two are those male. Those numbers are just in prison, not including parole or any other circumstances. And but if you add those all up. It leads to well over 150K. Just think, 92,000, how many of those males are dead? How many of those males were victims from the unfair laws and crackdowns during the 90s? Cause and effect, thug life? At times the system feels like it's set up, that the prison door is always open, and welcoming back its old inhabitants. And some of you will think, well, it's just their stupid fault, right? They should have abided by the law. They should have won a school. They should have got a job. It's their fault. Whatever reason you may have going against this, it all revolves around starting their home life. But once you're in the system, you have to realize, once you're in the system, you're branded for life. You're a felon. You're an ex-felon. You're a convict. You're an ex-convict. You are an asterisk to let your employers know, don't hire. There are so many employers who hire ex-cons, but at the same time, not enough. Or so quickly as a society to just brush these people away and just be like, you know what, get out. And there's so many cases of people getting out, trying to find something good for their life and because of their brand, they can't get a simple job because of hiring tactics. What does that do? They turn to get the money the way they only know how. And at that point, it's being able to fight for themselves or for the family. You know, they have to get caught again because, well, they're back in the system. Guess what? Their time goes up. There are another number throughout the year of what the states or private prisons get funded for per prisoner. Kind of like school, right? School school gets funding for each individual kid per year. Well, there's no way those are two connected, right? That's what leads up to another episode I'm going to have called the school to prison pipeline. And keep in mind, all this stuff really got me thinking younger when my mom was in prison because like I said before, I felt for so many years that, because I didn't know what she did, I felt for so many years that they were intentionally keeping her away from me. They, meaning the cops, the system, the judges, everything that's supposed to, quote unquote, uphold the law, they were keeping my mother away from me. And, you know, these are just adolescent thoughts that I had because, well, I didn't know the truth, but thankfully, I am kind of thankful I did have that because I did get into a lot of research and it did open my eyes into our current judicial system. You know, with that revolver door happening, three strikes law just made it easier to get caught. And once you're there, and you know, once you get caught three times, that's it. You're out. You're in their life in prison. And there's so many cases that they got the three strikes over weed. Yeah, there are people in this state doing life over weed, something that is now legal. There are other states that are retroactively lessening sentences for some personal individuals But in California, I haven't really heard anything about that yet. Don't know if I will. Don't know if we will. That's all a bit. You got to wait and see. But let's face it. Big prosecutor of weed is now our vice president. So you can see where that's going to go, right? Just think about that for a second. How many families does this affect? 92,000 males. And growing up, this was far too common what was happening. Think about the kids' mental state. Think about the cause and effect. And as I'm talking about all these episodes, they keep going back into the whole thug life scenario. And you give little infants, fucks everyone. And some of the cause of mental illness stems on kids growing up to adults. And so this could be a big strain on kids mentally. And it grows into the kids. It grows with them as teenagers to adults. And this is something, honestly, that I felt too. So coming from experience, it sucks. It sucks knowing that there's a system designed not only to not rehabilitate, but to keep the door open keep those body cells nice and warm with new new people and so it could collect its money don't believe me look at how many companies here in the states that use prison work keep costs low well there was there's something against that right look at california up until the past year they were using inmates to risk their lives to fight forest fires only paying them between a dollar maybe three dollars a day let me say that again California was using prisoners by fires, forest fires, and paying them between $1 and $3 a day. Who was getting the rest of that money? Prisoners? The firefighters? The city? The state? Or were they all taking their own piece? And then when they got out, because of certain laws, they were branded a felon, and the fire companies couldn't hire them. I think now in 2021, I think that has changed last year. I want to say around 80%, 85%, I'm fully confident that it's changed, so let it open them up. But prior to this, they did all that training for nothing. In other words, they just got them a couple extra cents pay for the day. got them out for a little bit, but they risked their lives. This is how we treat some of our prisoners. Then you wonder why there are other countries in this world that lead in rehabilitation. They've understood that prison shouldn't be for torture. It shouldn't be to shut certain individuals up, locked up, throw away the key while well, you connect their money until they pass on. So if you got somebody in life, think about it. You're getting a good 40 to 60,000 per year for life. Some may say that having money in prisons is hitting the lottery. It's smart investments. So obviously you're not going to want to keep that number low. You don't want the, the door to be closed. You don't want all these people being rehabilitated. Imagine having a bunch of people that had a life of crime, turned their lives around, got off of drugs, rehabilitated, went out to society and contributed. Wouldn't that be the worst? So, so much easier to throw them in the prisons and get that money, right? Get that money for our investors, for the higher ups, for our wardens, for the People they have to they have to pay the hush money to the judges, everyone gets a payoff for that. It's so much easier than just having put the effort into actually teaching, rehabilitating. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. There are there are some who go into the system, come out of it a completely changed person because they don't want to go back in there. They do the best they can, they turn their lives around, and now they're advocates of keeping young kids off the streets. More power to them. But the sad reality is that's not the case for every single person coming out through those doors. And it's funny, this country wants to complain about slave labor in other countries, slavery in, no, Libya, slavery in China, why are manufacturing is overseas, because let's face it, companies in other countries pay their employees basically shit, basically slaves. But at the same time, if we have that in our own backyard, there's a big story on Victoria Secrets where the actual real secret was... Prisoners were making their, their clothing. So the absence of the father being absent, it varies, but it's all too common. It's more important us fathers now, not that that happened to our kids. I guarantee you people my age, low 30s, I guarantee you at least one of them, somebody knows at least one or two people who've had pretty messed up lives. And guess what? Their father wasn't in their life. They were in the gangs. Father wasn't in their lives. I guarantee you somebody, if you ask around, might know somebody like that. It's far too common. I mean, we have to take that step up and stay to watch our kids, to guide them. And also think about leaving. Think about your kids' lives from this action. Think how it feels to have your dad be gone. Now you have that same chance to change that and give your kids what you had stolen from you. Would you still leave? In my eyes, making life better for our kids starts with us, and it seems so easy to leave, and it's acceptable for society. The quickest answer is you better get them for that child support. Rather than having the dad in the lives trying to work things out, it's always easier to get child support, right? But we have to talk about how hard it is, how frustrating it is to be a parent. You know, we got to talk about how frustrating it is being a parent, because if we don't, it might cross our paths and we get scared and leave. so many fathers that or before the kid is born. It's scary. Thought of raising another kid. Another person in this life. And you're not completely 100% yourself. Something's wrong with you. Or you feel something's wrong with you. And it's scary. So you can't keep that in your conscience. Knowing that you're going to mess up this kid. So they leave. But it's because we have this stigma of not letting to open up. If you do open up. You're quote unquote less of a man. And it's. It's all cause and effect It's something that we have to knock down. We have to build community, especially with dads. And to make it okay to vent, talk about those feelings, frustrations, and being scared and not want to run. Knowing others have felt what you're feeling right now takes a lot of tension off of you and it makes you feel like you can go forward and conquer this thing called fatherhood. So if you know somebody that you can reach out to, you can talk to... What I try to do, well, not try to do, like I go to every random person, but there have been a couple of friends who just recently had kids. So I try to ask, you know, how's how's father? How's being a dad? How's everything going? How's your girl doing? Everything come out? Okay. Are you being there for them? Because let's face it, if somebody would ask me that in my position, I would have felt a lot, a lot better opposed to just being scared. But I was scared, but I, I knew I had to, in a sense, suck it up but I didn't know what to do with those emotions. I didn't know what to, I didn't know how to handle those. I didn't know what to do with them. So I think if somebody just asks if you're okay, if you need anything, it goes a long way. And there were, there were some of my friends who, and of course some of the, some family members that I've had that have asked that, but you know, coming from a father, a fellow father, somebody you look up to or your own dad, it goes a little bit longer. It goes a longer way. If that makes any sense. So definitely be the best you can be. If anybody ever needs anything, feel free to hit me up on the DMs, ask questions or whatever have you not. And I mean, we could talk about it or if you have a question, I could talk about it on an episode. So thanks again for listening for another week and until next time.